Welcome to the Uncrowned Podcast. This is your host, Joe BTS, or as any of my socials would like to call me, JB Motivation. This podcast solely pretty much goes over the mental, physical, spiritual, communal, and anything that has to do with a man's life. However, we do touch on otherworldly topics because, in a sense, they all do affect men as a whole. Please enjoy the listen. Don't forget to like, share, follow, check out our merch site, get me on for coaching, or whatever else it may be. But other than that, enjoy the show, you sons of bitches. We can hear you fine. Um, Luxter is saying he's right there getting a little shit-faced himself. Fucking awesome, my guy. That is awesome. So pretty much what I want to get across with this this podcast episode is stress the absolute importance of not only health, well-being, and taking care of yourself, but also the overarching a scenario, I guess, is what we got going on in the United States, the fact that two-thirds of the United States are overweight, one-third is considered obese, and that is a huge fucking problem in the United States. And the fact that we just let that slide because Big Pharma decides to take some drugs and medication and throw it at you and say, here you go, that's going to fix the problem. But I haven't heard one doctor, pharmaceutical company, whatever, even preach about, hey, eat some salad, eat some steak, get some sunshine, actually take care of yourself. They want to throw a Band-Aid, a.k.a drugs or whatever maybe at the problem and think that's going to end up being the solution but in turn it just ends up making them more money but no one wants to fucking talk about it you know you know what it is joe i, I think uh you it, loud. Use your yeah, man voice. Use, this, i think this is my man my man voice yeah, my, man my, voice. my inside car voice say it with your chest say it with my chest right. uh no i just think about like my day you know like when i get off work from from my shift it's it's almost like go 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 Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's part of the problem is like, uh, you know, like unless I meal prep or something for the week, like I'm almost forced to pick something up on the way out. And there's not a lot of healthy options. Like what you got Subway, Jimmy John's. I mean, you just eat, you know, shitty sandwiches from pity restaurants. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, you know, and then I think about my daughter, like it's not like I could just stop somewhere real fast, grab her an apple and some fruit and something healthy to eat. Cause it's like, well, I got this to do. I got this to do, this to do. And next thing you know, it's eight, nine o'clock at night. And you're like, shit, where'd my day go? And it's back to that the next day. Right, right. So something I do want to ask you, though, is because you're a firefighter, what I've noticed in training with a lot of the police officers, at least, is everyone's kind of commenting how the police officers are, once they get out of the academy, they're out of shape or, you know, not what they used to be. Is that the same thing that has to do with firefighters as well? Uh, you know, it, a lot of it is choice. Yeah. You know, we cook on shift and, you know, there are days that you know that the training is going to be, it's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, fuck, let's just get pizza. Right. Yeah. And the next shift goes by and it's a busy day and you're getting your ass kicked and you're like, dude, I don't feel like cooking. And you look at the other guys and they're all like, dude, I don't feel like cooking. All right, let's go just go get tacos. You know, and next thing you know, this becomes like a habit, you right. know, on the shift level. And then and, you know, all of a sudden you're like 20 pounds heavier. And, and you know, even our probationary guys after their first year, most of our guys gain about 10 pounds, you know, because they get into the firehouse food. You know, there's a lot of guys that know how to cook. They cook really well. And it's delicious, but they're loading it with butter. They're, you know, yeah. loading it with butter. You know, all the all the yummy, flavory things that you get that, you know, don't make it healthy. Oh, let's have some carrots. Dude, you just put a cup of brown sugar and butter in there. Well, those are glazed carrots. Yeah, that's great. But can you put some off to the side without it? You know, and, and for me, because, you know, I run my shift. I don't have, I have a voice on kind of like in the beginning of the day, what we're going to do. Like, but when they're up cooking, mm-hmm. whatever they do, they do. Right, right. That- and then I'm kind of forced to eat. You know, unless I start bringing my own food in, but that kind of breaks up that whole shift camaraderie when you start bringing your own food. Yeah. 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 That's something I even noticed when, you know, even when I was in the Marine Corps, too, is that's the fucking jaw hole and the bullshit that they were fucking feeding us. And unless you actually went outside of that and ate your own fucking food and everything, you were getting fed shit. It was all high carb, high fat, barely any fucking protein. And even the nutritional classes that they were teaching us in the Marine Corps, were very fucking sketchy. They were they were suspicious, as quote unquote the new kids would say. And I even challenged one of the the staff sergeants because she tried to say that if you eat an excess of protein, you will pee out the rest of the protein if you don't absorb it. And I'm sitting there like, um, excuse me, staff sergeant, that's not right. Protein is such a big molecule that if you're pissing out protein, like your kidneys are filling, you got a huge fucking issue. And she's like, uh, I don't know. That's what the PowerPoint says. So I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. But for now, this is what we're going to go with. And I'm like, are you saying just because the fucking board says 
that's going to be fucking law. Yeah. Like, you're going to steer all these fucking people wrong and no wonder why people aren't as healthy, fit, or active, or strong as they fucking could be. And you know what's crazy is people don't know how to cook. No. That's a, uh-huh. that's a big thing. People don't know how to cook. You know, I get I get these younger guys that come to the fire station. You know, I'm almost 40 years old now. And so I get guys that are, you know, 20 years younger than me getting, getting their start in the, in the, in the field. Mm. And you're like, hey, man, what can you make? And he's like, mac and cheese, ramen, <laughs> ramen noodles. Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, you, you got to learn to make something. They, they don't know how to cook proteins. They can't cook chicken. They can't cook steak. You know, if they do, they overcook the shit out of it. That doesn't taste good. So, of course, they don't mm. want to do it again. So if you don't know how to cook, how are you going to eat healthy? What are your other options? Mm-hmm. I'll just run over to, you know, Taco Bell or, you know, Popeyes or whatever is easy. You could just pick up, throw some money at it and be done because they don't know how to, they don't know how to cook. And that's what I'm not lie, What I've noticed, especially with this generation, was like, I haven't met a woman that knows how to cook. And I don't fault them. I, I fault the parents for not being able to teach them. And I do it to an extent because it's like, Way back when the mom taught the daughters whatever, how to cook the meal, prepare whatever for the family. And, you know, my, my last ex, you know, she was like, oh, I wanted to learn. But my mom was like, oh, no, get out of the kitchen. I don't want you in my way. And it's like, that's really what we're, you know, growing into. And it's not that women should stay in the kitchen and all that bullshit. No, learn, if you want to eat the fucking good food, you got to learn how to fucking make it. Look up recipes. We've got some guys that. They have the skills to cook, mm-hmm. and they've just gone on uh, like Etsy and some of these other sites, picked up some recipes, and are like, "Hey, we're gonna try this out today." Fucking Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it was Pinterest. Yeah. And they come up with these recipes, and I'm like, dude, that sounds amazing. You know, all cooking really is just just following a recipe. You know, if you can follow a recipe, you can cook. That's all you gotta do. Is simple instructions. It tells you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Just the little bit of effort of finding a recipe getting the fucking ingredients, actually cooking the goddamn meal. That is apparently too much work for people to the point where now we're getting groceries delivered, we're getting pre-cooked meals, you know, we're having everything else done for us, and then we serve it to our kids because the kids are watching the parents and their habits and everything. So it's just a pattern that is passed down, passed down, passed down as it gets easier and easier and easier. And over time, it's just, we get lazier and fatter and lazier and fatter. And especially with the whole Western culture movement just being like, oh, self-love, love yourself, body acceptance. That to me actually really pisses me off because the whole love your love your body and body positivity bullshit started off so good with the people that were, you know, things they couldn't control. Birth de- uh, deformities. What, what were the most important? <laughs> deformities, deformities. Thank you. Birth deformity, birth defects, whatever, burn victims, you know, amputees, things they could not control. Right. But instead, they took what was essentially really good and a very good cause for the people that had no control over it and made it an excuse to be like, okay, I can love myself and it's okay, self-love, whatever, and I'm 250 pounds at goddamn 5'2". Yeah, some of that's within your control. No shit, put down the fucking fork. Yeah, you can't change your frame, you can't change your, your looks without surgery. Right. You know, those you are who you are. Your your DNA has built you to be a certain way. Right. But you can control your body fat. You can control your muscles and how much you put on, how much weight you take off. You okay. have some ability to do that with fitness and right. Some some control because you you'll have some people that'll be like, Oh, well, what about the genetic defects? Or what about the very few people that, you know, have a medical condition? We're talking about the fucking majority. Very few people actually have a medical condition that prevents them from, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, that's thyroid issues, that's hormone issues. And that is obviously out of your control and you need to take special medication in order to compensate for that. But we're talking about the vast majority that gets McDonald's at nine o'clock in the morning and goes to Planet Fitness, walks on the treadmill for an hour and says they go to a goddamn gym. Like that ain't fucking it. And that that's even doing more than most. If that even watch for that. You know what I mean? Yep. You know what I find interesting is, you know, I, I decided at one point to calorie count. And I wanted to see, you know, just on a daily basis. It wasn't I'm just I was just like, I'm just gonna eat what I'm gonna eat and I'm gonna mm-hmm. count the calories. And I couldn't believe how many calories I would take in just in beverages. Oh yeah. Unbelievable amount of calories. And, you know, I was helping my buddy. He's a truck driver. 
And he was like, he's like, dude, he's like, I, I'm overweight. He's like, it hurts when I bend over. He's like, what can I do? And I said, Drop the tell super him, yeah. I told, I said, what do you, what do you eat in a day? He's like, I don't really eat. And I said, what do you drink? He's like, oh, I get, cause he delivers gas. He goes to gas stations. Like you said, super gulps. He gets Mountain Dew. Dude was taking in 2000 calories of Mountain Dew a day. 2000 calories. I told him, I said, listen, we're going to cut this out. Drink tea because he needed the caffeine. I said, drink iced tea. I said, cut out those calories. He right. lost 20 pounds in a matter of two months. Oh, I fucking believe it. Unbelievable. He, just by cutting just the Mountain Dew alone. Right. And I think the same concept can apply to a lot of, like, younger females and the younger female audience as well that, you know, they have a very small appetite. They'll live on goddamn, you know, a bagel a fucking day and then wonder why they're still gaining weight. It's because they don't realize, like, yes, you aren't eating that much. But all the alcohol you're consuming on a fucking weekend night, four or five nights out of a fucking week, that, you know, two, three, four thousand calories of alcohol. Yeah. I don't care if it says zero sugar, whatever bullshit. Reality check, motherfuckers. Alcohol turns into sugar after it gets digested in the fucking body. Another common mistake, I think, is uh, even if you are paying attention to your calories, you start counting macros, is people will do like a calorie deficit in a day. And they'll cut out, you know, 200 calories in a day. And they add that up over the week. And, you know, that's 1,400 calories. And then they go, oh, I'm going to have a cheat day. And what do they do? Right. That day, they smoke all the calories. And they gain everything that they, they cut out that week. Mm -hmm. They eat that and then some on that cheat day. Right. They don't realize that you're no longer in a deficit. It's not a deficit every day. It's got to be for the week or longer in order to really lose body fat. And they're like, well, I'm not losing weight. Well, yeah, because... Everything you, all that hard work you did the whole week, you blew it on Sunday by eating waffles, pancakes, you know, bacon, sausage, whatever. And now you're, you're, cause you just eat whatever you want. And guess what? That's why so, you can't make any strides. I, I wouldn't exactly put the full blame on people that do that, you know, because for the longest time, especially about, you know, five, six years ago, right, right when I started getting into bodybuilding, the big thing was all these bodybuilders would, you know, run through their routines and their big push was their big fucking cheat days. But guys like me who were just getting into it didn't realize the amount of drugs and other effort that they were putting into it that go into, okay, they depleted themselves for the entire week yeah. and then they had a cheat day. The motherfuckers are 60 pounds of solid raw muscle yeah. more than me. So they just absorb it all on top of the drugs and shit. You know, I'm staring at them and be like, okay, so on that day, I just got to eat God and his entire family. Yeah. Like, so at that point, is, I would almost call it ignorance. You know, it, lack of knowledge or misled by the, the influencers or whatever that came before them that just wanted to push something for, you know, views or likes or whatever the fuck, just because it looked yeah. cool to have that tag of saying, I had a 10,000 calorie cheat day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get like The Rock does that. You know, like you see his the cheat always He's also six foot some on God knows however. It has every doctor under the sun making sure that dude looks like a walking panty dropper. Yeah. But do you know how many calories he has to take in a day just to maintain his physique. Seven. It's insane. Seven. Seven. Seven just, calories. Seven calories? Yeah. Was it like a carrot? No, he gets to lick one booty hole. <laughs> that's a that's seven calories. It's right probably there. a really nice booty hole. It is. Right. It is. It's very nice. It's just like one long lick. It's not like a quick little... You know, yeah. Yeah, it's just one long lick. But yeah, I mean, it's it's disgusting how much like protein he's got to eat in a day. He's just constantly eating shaker fresh just because he needs to maintain a protein level and calories that you know, you talk to other bodybuilders, they're like, yeah, it's it's tough to be this big. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's extremely tough. And Dude. people are like, they're like, oh, I wish I could look like you. Yeah, but do you know the dedication that it takes? The amount of hours in the gym, the amount of time mm -hmm. planning your diet. The money that the fuck money. The doing. Enough yes. return. Yep. When I was at my fucking biggest and my strongest, I can't tell you how much I was fucking eating and eating and eating and good fucking solid food, too. But also making sure I got the sleep in. I was killing myself in the fucking gym. But it's like all those guys were like, oh my gosh, so I wish I was so jealous. I'm like, you don't realize that I would purposely stay up an extra couple hours just because I knew I had to get another shake in, another yeah. steak in, another whatever. Yeah. And these are all misconceptions that are pushed by, you know, either influencers, social media, Western culture, 
you know, etc. Kind of like how the big push, especially, I guess, I don't know why it's more geared towards females than guys. I don't know if it's just the testosterone or what it's marketed to, but, you know, the cardio buddies. You know, the chicks that'll sit there an hour and a half on the treadmill for five years and never fucking change. Yep. Thinking like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm getting healthy. I'm this, I'm that. Or that. You, you ain't doing shit. You ain't doing shit. Like, you want to actually see some real fucking change? Lift some fucking weight. They're like, oh, I don't want to get big. I don't want to get above. Women, you are not biologically capable of getting big, jacked, and fucking juicy. You're not the same as men as much as Western culture like to fucking tell you otherwise. <laughs> get it every, through your fucking head. I work out every day. You know how hard it is to put on a pound of muscle? Right. Oh, my God. And I'm built. You know, I have the testosterone to build muscle. And it is hard. <laughs> this guy he's always got jokes always got jokes but i mean i mean you know i'm okay i'm okay but it's, it's hard for women to put on muscle they don't realize that weight training really has no benefits in that, that you know doing the stair climber for 45 minutes and, and or the treadmill for an hour every day that's great that's going to keep your, your cardiovascular health up but as far as like you being toned and the shape that you really want you really do have to lift weight that's right. important Right, and I, I think the biggest thing that they're afraid of is, like, the big thing now is having a fat ass. They're having a fucking dumpy in the bag. They don't realize that there's a big difference between having, you know, a muscular ass that, you know, you worked for and you ate the protein and you actually sculpted that shit like a great god yeah. versus just having a, you know, two round things of blubber on the side of you that are going to end up moving. cheese. Right, that are going to move. You don't want to cheese ass, ladies. That's going to move over to the side and up to your fucking hips as you get fucking older. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that shit ain't, ain't fucking attractive. No, no, it's not. No, or that fucking, what is it, the Brazilian butt lift shit? <laughs> what is it? They... Oh, my God. <laughs> the Brazilian, like the, you know, uh, fake butts or liposuction or fucking removing almost all your stomach till it's the size of your fucking thumb. It ain't gonna fucking do shit if you didn't have the habits and discipline prior. You're just gonna have a lack of habits and discipline, but now you have a fake whatever. Like, it's temporary. Right, you know the majority of gastric bypasses don't fucking work because the dumbasses don't realize that just because your stomach is smaller doesn't mean you're gonna lose weight if you keep eating goddamn Doritos and Taco yeah. Bell. Yep. My mom had something similar because she was having all kinds of health problems. The doctor mm -hmm. basically told her, She's like, you have thyroid issues, you have this. They tried all these meditations, and that was her only only procedure. But they told her, you have to be on this diet for, like, three months first. Mm -hmm. And if you don't keep up with the diet, they don't do the procedure. Yeah. I'm just, was, they didn't do the procedure? No, they did. Oh, she different. was strict. She was going to the gym. And she tried everything. She, was, she watched her diet. She was working out regularly, and she just could not lose the weight. And a lot of it had to do with some thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. And when she had the procedure, she lost a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, afterwards, you know, she wanted to have a procedure because she had a lot of excess skin yeah. and things like that. So she had those taken care of. But in the end, she got off all the medications. She still watches her diet. She still mm -hmm. goes and works out. And she has her lapses where she gets lazy. But, you know, for the most part, she stays up with the workouts. And now she's in a much healthier lifestyle. And now, you know, by not being on all those medications and relying on that stuff, like you said, the pharmaceuticals that they push. Mm -hmm. She's living a healthier life, and now because of that, you know, she's going to be around a lot longer than she would have if she kept on that same path. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm a very big believer that, you know, anything that comes from this earth that, you know, you can take, consume, whatever, can tremendously impact your health, recovery, cure diseases, or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of people call me a fucking conspiracy theory about it, but it's like... Big, big, Biggest example is, you know, when people get cancer, cancer is caused by inflammation in the fucking body. Inflammation is caused by an increase in cortisol in the body, which is also a direct correlation to the amount of sugar, carbohydrates, and other fatty acids and other bullshit that you intake. So how do you get rid of it? If cancer feeds on the inflammation and carbohydrates and sugars that, you know, your body's intaking. Deprive it of fucking carbs and other bullshit. You go on a keto diet, carnivore diet, or paleo diet, whatever, and all of a sudden that cancer is getting started because it's not getting fed the carbohydrates and sugar. That's how you stop it in the strides. I'm not saying that's how you prevent it. Trust me, I'm not a fucking doctor in itself, but I'm sorry. I'm just putting two plus two equals four. Yeah, we all have cancer cells in our body. 
Don't everyone don't everyone doesn't everyone doesn't realize it. All a cancer cell is it's an abnormal cell. So your body recognizes abnormal cells and it has its way of going, hey, this doesn't belong here. And it gets rid of it. We all have cancer within our body. It's, you know, how giving your body the right things to continue to recognize them and fight it off so that it doesn't grow, spread and become something else where right. it ends up in your lung, in your kidneys, pancreas, whatever it is. Right. It ends up like a Joe Biden. We're talking right now for flu, right? They look at it and say something's not going on right here. Yeah. Get rid of it. And then it fucks up the whole country or in this case, your body. Exactly. And gas is $5 a gallon. And that's where you really get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, we don't like that. So, so what do we, what do we do, Davey? How do we, how do we inform the people out there that are the average person that maybe don't weight train like you and I do? Uh, how, how do we get them to? So it, it, it's really hard because it comes down to two things. One, social conditioning, right? It's all the bullshit that is constantly pushing them through TV and social media and all this other shit, making it so widely available that you know the shit food is cheaper and that discipline to actually go to the gym. So it's really just all the information in the world is already out there. That's the fucking hard part is that there's no excuse of them being like, Oh, I didn't know. No motherfucker. You just didn't want to go and find out. And then the other part comes into basically either the example or having some sort of way to instill self-discipline into people, or at least get them to be conflicted enough to be able to get that motivation to do something. Right, I can sit there and yell at a fat motherfucker all goddamn day and be like, you need to work out to be healthy and live longer so you can see your grandkids grow up. And they're going to look at me and be like, okay. And then munch on their Doritos. However, if there's some emotional tie, if you get them to realize that, hey, listen, if you don't start doing something about this, you're not going to be there for your wife. Matter of fact, you're going to leave them with so much goddamn medical debt that they're going to end up suffering after you fucking die. Just for the mere fact that you can't put down the fucking fork. Yeah. There's so many better options. And that's the other part is, is I notice this. When I buy, I go to the store. When I, never shop hungry. Never oh shop hungry. Or, or high. Yeah, yeah, because that leads to, to hunger too. You want all the, all the shit, all the stuff that's so good, you know. And, you know, I find that when I shop hungry, I buy the shit I shouldn't buy. You know, I'm getting cookies, I'm getting the chips, the, the snacky food that you like to. And if it's in your house, you're going to eat it. Yep. You know, so if you if you stop shopping when you're hungry and then shop, you know, on a, on a set of day for yourself and, and stick to that day, that time that works for you and, and pick out the healthier stuff and put the healthier stuff in your house. You're going to eat it because you already bought it and you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to leave the house. Well, guess what? You've got the healthy shit already there mm-hmm. for you. You know, and then you're going to eat that. You're not going to eat the chips. You're not going to look. You're, you might look for the cookies, but they won't be there. Well, right. <laughs> and I think what people don't seem to realize is it's not just, you know, the food or their intake that, you know, the obesity is the big fucking problem. It expands so much larger than this that I don't think people really understand the bigger picture. So they are pushed, you know, all this cheap bullshit which has addictive chemicals in it, so they get addicted to that. Next thing you know, they're not eating right. They're not exercising. One thing leads to another. What they don't realize is if you expand outside of just the physical health aspect, look at the mental health aspect, a lot of the bullshit that they're consuming, along with the inactivity in their fucking lives, affects their neurological pathways and chemicals that are going on inside of the brain and the releases of their hormones they don't realize that all the things that they're consuming or not consuming affects that in such a way that is extremely detrimental to your fucking lives. So one of the biggest things that is linked to depression, anxiety, or whatever is the increase of, like I said before, inflammation and cortisol. Cortisol being the stress hormone. Where does cortisol spike from? Inflammation. Where does inflammation come from? Sugars and other processed bullshit that comes from the fucking body. So not only are they getting more unhealthy internally in terms of their overall physical health, but they're also absolutely annihilating their mental health as well with all the other bullshit, which also slashes out their fucking motivation to even want to get healthy. It is just this huge bullshit cycle that has been so engraved in western culture and what do they do they just put a big fucking band-aid on it and be like 
oh, you're sad? Okay, here's an antidepressant that makes you numb, and you're still going to do absolute shit about it, and you still continue on that bullshit fucking cycle. Yep. Oh, your cholesterol's high? Here's a pill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think there's one right fucking answer, because everything has been so ingrained and intertwined in our society that I don't know if something has to be that, you know, that tilting point, right? That overflow of, like, oh, shit, we need to do something. Or if it's just, like, survival of the fittest, all you fat fucks are going to die, and people like you and me are going to be like, ha, that sucks. Now, I will say, I will say, I don't care how fast you are, you are not outrunning a bullet. If you got people that are so fat that they have a hard time lifting their own arms up to their goddamn face, and good luck holding or handing them a gun saying, here, shoot this. I'm, I'm just saying the chances are not zero. No, you're at, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't know. I I I feel like um, it's important to be in enough of a capacity of yourself that you can be happy with who you are and the way you operate. Um, it it's definitely important that a certain portion of our population stays within a good level of activity. It's like our military. We account for less than, you know, 3 to 5% of the overall population. That's enough for us to maintain our safety, our rights, our freedom. So we don't need everyone to be in great top physical form. We just need people to be in a form that allows them to live happily and proceed their life the way that they want. So my, my only rebuttal to that is if you look at, you know, the statistics and the amount of, you know, antidepressant or anxiety medication that's been dished out and the statistics of people that are being labeled as clinically depressed or suicidal and all that jazz. And these are the people that have just been labeled as and not the people that have, haven't seen anything. We're on the upspike, right? Which, again, like I said before, also has a correlation of how we take care of ourselves, which if that's on the upspike, and those are the people that are going to be role models, role models, quote unquote, and influencing this next generation, that's only going to continue on an exponential path to the point where majority of our society is going to be like that. So we're not going to have much of a military to be able to defend the masses. So it's, you know, in my opinion, it is, we have to do something about it. You know, because from what I've heard, especially from my coaching calls and everything, from the people that have been overweight as such is they don't realize how bad they feel until they get healthy because just like you sitting in a room full of bullshit stench you get used to the odor until you actually you know get that fresh breath and then go back to the bullshit is like damn this shit stinks same thing with not taking care of yourself you don't realize how shitty you fucking feel until you get healthy because then you realize oh shit all that that i was feeling wasn't fucking normal that was not normal it's just your body and mind got so used to not operating properly and how it should that you didn't even fucking realize at that point it just all became subconscious now that's pretty isn't and that isn't that more about you know becoming stagnant as a person in your life as opposed to becoming you know somebody who's overweight and obese it's more about not progressing your life or yourself forward on a goal or a mission or, you know, having something to look forward to that you lose sight of who you are and you start feeling like this is the norm because you've lost sight of what was the norm. Mm-hmm. Well, right. No, I, I can agree with that, especially because it connects back to what I was saying is how you take care of yourself affects your mental health. And, you know, one thing leads to another. So no, absolutely. It's like, once you get in that mentality and it starts to really fuck with your mind that much, you just stop. You know, you just start going with the flow. And at that point, you're just like a hamster on a goddamn wheel. So, I mean, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I'm not saying I disagree with, what, with you know, everything you're saying. I'm just adding a little context to it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And you have to remember, too, is that especially with this newer generation coming up and the amount of, you know, propaganda and other 
things that are being bombarded at them at a, such an influential age between what they're seeing their parents do, what they're seeing out in society, and what they're seeing in television and everywhere else, that also creates mental and subconscious habits that will carry on further into their you know, pre, pre-adult and adult you know, years. So we also have to keep that in mind as well. And I, I think it's uh, partly the medical field who prey on people having something wrong. Because obviously, if somebody doesn't have something wrong, they don't get paid. So they try to breed these ideas in people. Well, have you been suffering from? And they list the most basic life things that everybody experiences every single day. And they're like, yeah, I got that. And then they run out and they're like, doctor, doctor, help me. And the doctor says, here, let me write you five prescriptions. That's going to be $560. Well, oh, oh my god, no, absolutely. It's because, like, if the doctor fucking fixed you, right, if he actually helped you and fixed your problems, and I'm not saying there's not good doctors out there, please don't get me wrong, but I'm saying as a whole, as, like, big fucking pharma bullshit, if they fixed you, you don't come back, and if you don't come back, they don't get paid, so follow the fucking money, people, open up your goddamn eyes, hashtag conspiracy theory, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? So I think you're right on the goddamn money when it comes to that shit. Probably, funny, probably it's the same reason why COVID had every single symptom underneath the goddamn book. You cough, sneeze, sniffle, fart weird. Oh, yep, you got COVID. No, bitch, I ate Taco Bell and snorted up the fucking hot sauce. What the fuck do you think? Like, come on. Fucking sneezed and got a boner. Oh, you got COVID. No, I took a Viagra and snorted some. God damn. Oh, shit. You know, Joe, I would appreciate everybody losing weight, too. You know, in my line of work, we see a lot of people that are uh, obese is an understatement. You know, we've got at least a dozen people in my town that are over 600 pounds. Jesus fucking kidding me? No. I haven't even heard about that shit. They're just literally walking heart attacks. So yeah. if there's a fire, you just say, all right, that sucks. Yeah, so, you know. What, Can't carry them bitches out. Yeah, we, you know, what we do is we actually identify those those places when we go there for calls, you know. Because these people, they don't they don't have caretakers like they need to. They can't get up and, you know, they call us because they fell. We got to get them up. They don't want to go to the hospital. So now we identify that, that residence and we put it in our computer system like, hey, there's somebody here that they're on the second floor. There's a fire in this place. You're not getting them out. Bring the crimes. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because we've had to use neighboring towns to come in to use their aerial ladders to get someone off of a second or third floor to literally take the balcony out to get them through the slider because we can't get through their doorway because they're so big. Get them down the stairs. So what do we have to do? We have to put them on this aerial ladder, bring them down that way, and then find a way to get them off of the, the tower ladder onto the ground and into the ambulance. Or then we've even had to remove the stretcher and the hook that holds the stretcher out of the ambulance to slide them in because they were wall to wall that couldn't even fit on the stretcher. What in the actual fuck? Yeah, these things happen. And nobody realizes it because, you know, it's not like we out there promoting it. But this is a common thing. And sometimes, you know, you know, our our, our chiefs and they look at this as a, as a liability to the guys because, you know, I get hurt on this on this call, I'm out you know, four to six months while I have surgery, rehab, and everything else, that's a huge cost. No, I'm, I'm probably going to sound like a fucking cruel piece of shit when I say this, but it's like, at that point, it's like, you were not contributing at all for society. What's a fucking ever? At that point, you're just a fucking consumer, not a producer. We aren't really fucking losing much if a fire should happen and you should fall through the fucking floor. And, you know, People aren't strong enough to fucking save you. It takes a lot of us. A lot of us. Seven. Seven. It takes like seven or eight. Yeah, it takes at least seven or eight guys to move somebody that size in a a safe manner. You know, it's it's a lot of work, a lot of coordination. It's a lot of time because it's not a simple thing. And, uh, yeah. I, I know I probably sound like an asshole, you know, for saying that. But it's like, if you're seriously risking other people's lives to save you, because you like Domino's fucking coupon that is, you know, at least buy two for five ninety nine. A little too much. That's a no. Well, when you get that big, you can't shop yourself. 
Someone's got to get you the food. It doesn't matter because we have everything delivered now. Who's going to get up and open the door? The enablers that don't seem to you want to stop that. Sh- I don't. It's all fucked. Everything's all fucked. You know, survival of the fight, survival of the fittest, purge that shit. Darwin, Darwin's going to do his thing. The fuck's Darwin going to do? Darwin didn't do shit. So you guys are you guys are talking about the extreme cases of uh, overweight, whereas like by military standards, I'm obese because I'm five nine and over one hundred eighty pounds. That's all mine. I'm Same. obese according to my doctor. Same. My dick's obese. Somebody's got. I'm two hundred pounds, five eleven, and the Air Force is sitting there saying, "Hey, you're a little too overweight for us." You guys are simply just looking at you know. The, the BMI scale, the, basically the two-dimensional bullshit piece of paper that looks at you as if everyone was a cookie-cutter shape. You could even just tell how fucking obese in America is getting just by walking around the goddamn streets. You don't see fucking people that work out big muscle guys that often anymore. You see people with guys that haven't seen their dick since 1993. With women that had to fucking lift up their goddamn fupa in order to stiff your fucking cock in that shit. And it's becoming, I've seen more and more goddamn overweight, chunky-ass kids than I've ever seen before in my entire goddamn life. That shit pisses me off. These kids don't have no fucking idea. They're being fed whatever the goddamn the parents fucking feed them or whatever they're fucking seeing. It's all over quick. And like you? Like, what the fuck? It is what it is. Not always getting your one off top. He's saving for round two. <laughs> Round two will be better, ladies. I'm from. I know we got Holy in the chat, and she's in Germany. Um, and that's one of our staff members. And uh, I know over there in Germany, they have like a majority of the ingredients and foods that we have here in America outlawed in Germany. Yep. And that's in a lot of places over Europe too, not just in Germany. Yeah, they allow it here because it's cost-effective to manufacture and produce, and, and then it just makes it easier for them to distribute. It's all about profit. Absolutely. All about profit. I even heard white chicks with blonde hair limp plumper wearing cheetah print and run around in the fucking selfie in the hand is banned in a lot of countries, too. Mm. They're dangerous. <laughs> she said that uh, over there in Germany and most of Europe, they make the labels plain to read, like not all those scientific words that you don't know what they are. You got to look them up on Google. It's plain to read text. So that way, when you're looking at it, you know exactly what the ingredients are. Oh, yeah. So I, I got some family members that live in Germany. Um, my Uncle Mike and my aunt's in Masako, And they used to bring me over like tea and, you know, gummies and shit uh, from over there just for me to try. The quality of even the fucking candy that came from over there was a million times fucking better than the Haribo bullshit that we get here shoving up our goddamn assholes and shitting them out like it ain't nothing. Some of the gummy bears? Yeah, I should have hoped them. Dude, I love those gummy bears. Yes, especially the white ones. Those seem to come out the I don't like the white gummy bears. That's racist as shit. I like the red ones. All right, you're good. The, the one thing I will not substitute for overseas is their pop. I like pop, but... When I was in the Navy, we called it Gurkha Pot because that shit was just fucking sand, wasted garbage. Never had foreign pop. I've had Mexican pop. I've heard that's really good. I heard it is too. Wait, you just said you had it. So is it then? I've tasted it, but I have also heard that it's really good. Aside from my opinion, which is somewhat biased. Don't say. No, I just said it. <laughs> you did just say it, didn't you? I did. Uh, plain as day fucking English. Yep. Like pop over there to me tastes like flat pop over here. Like black pop? Is that black. what you just said? Flat. Lack of flavor. Black. Not black. You definitely just said black pop. F L A T. So like Amer- a- so American pop is white pop. Everywhere else is black pop. That's not cool, Chess. I, for one, just so everybody knows, like black pop. Okay. <laughs> what does the pop identify as? 
Whatever it fucking wants to is 2021 or 2020. Oh, shit. I fucked up. You lost oh, a whole fuck. year, bro. <laughs> well, explain that to all the obese people that identify as healthy. I'm fit. No, you can't touch your knees. Bullshit. Ride my dick for more than a minute. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's why like, that's Sometimes it's way too long. Not to fucking fake it. It's not a good time. No waste. You know, fucking doing it in doggy. Going, all right, you know, I'm bored. Spin on their back. Like, ah. All right. If you're getting bored and have to spit to fake it, you're in the wrong house. It's my fucking house, asshole. I'm not gonna get out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing some things out there, you know. No, you know what? I'm gonna leave. You're like, what? No, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> but, but this is your house. You're like, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm bored. <laughs> oh man, it's too far away. It did, it did. We can take this in a whole other direction if you want to. But no, we should probably keep this on track. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really about diet. It was just, I'm tired of seeing fucking fat people at Walmart that they don't have anything wrong with them other than the fact that they got, they got goddamn cankles and they're riding the goddamn fucking scooter carts. So go to Target. Fucking staring at me weird. I mean, no, they, do, got... they do have something wrong with them, though. They do, they do have to face life as a larger person. They have to face, you know, all the obstacles and that wears down on their mental. So now they got to deal with the psychological side that stops them from doing the physical stuff. It's it's a vicious cycle that they have to break out of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I don't I don't fucking I, I do realize that so, that sometimes it is such a psychological effect that it just spirals out of control. What I'm talking about is, you know, the real bad motherfuckers that are just too fucking lazy to do shit because then they stop their car, get up Watch on the fucking chips, grab the chips, put them in the fucking cart and keep fucking going. And they're also rude as hell. That's the motherfuckers that I'm fucking talking about. But they didn't start there, you know, like they used to be, you know, smaller and smaller and smaller. And then their depressions and their problems and the weight of the world and they weren't taught how to handle them. So it's like, yeah, I get it. One issue I have with that, though, is they weren't taught. Okay. But we have all the, we have fucking Dr. Google. We have all the information in the fucking world. You can't use the excuse you weren't taught anymore. You have to have a desire to learn. Listen, I wasn't taught how to yeah, change the engine I wasn't taught how to change an engine out of a car. I'm sure I can Google it, but I'm not going to. I'm just saying, I, I probably sound, I'm probably coming off with a giant protection prick when I fucking say this. But it's like, Handle your shit. All the shit's fucking out there. I put the shit fucking out there. I understand if, you know, you got some serious issues and it's spiraled out of control or whatever, I will sympathize with you. You know what I'm saying? And I will understand that some things lead to another that may be out of your control. Yeah. Right? And you know, that's why I try to do what I can and I offer the help that I do. Right? I'm not talking about those people. Right? The people that actually, you know, the things just spiral way the fuck out of control. What I'm talking about is the majority of fucking American. Not every god majority of American has that issue of one thing led to another and the mom fucking died and they spiraled out of control. And next thing you know, they're riding Ron Meyer on a goddamn fucking scooter. That's not the fucking majority of America. Especially because I'm close to one of the biggest cities in goddamn America. So I see a big ass cesspool of coagulation of goddamn average American fucking people and you don't barely see one motherfucker that looks like he takes two steps out of the goddamn cubicle. The choices are there. The informations are there. The excuses only go so fucking far. You know what I mean? You can only play that card for so goddamn long until at some point you're like, you're a fucking adult. All the information's there. All the examples are there. You're telling me you didn't ever fucking see a goddamn Nike commercial once in your fucking life. Yeah. I will sympathize only to a certain fucking extent to the point where it's like, okay, now you're just getting ridiculous. And then I get even more pissed off when they press those habits on the fucking kids who don't know any better. Look got to find an inspiration, something that, you know, they, they can't wait till they go, oh, by the way, you had a heart attack. 
and then they had that scare or you almost died to want to change their habits. They need to change their habits before they get to that point. I know you said that, what was it, a tire? Wouldn't change your tire? You wouldn't look that up? Is that what he said? Oh, I oh, just mentioned the reference I used, but it, I was just throwing something out there. Yeah, but, you know, I was just thinking something even simpler. Like, if you didn't know how to change the oil of your car, you wouldn't pay for somebody to change your oil. Well, you know, say it was 50 bucks this time, and next time it's 100, next time it's 200, 300. Eventually, you're going to get fed up. You're going to go, you know what? I'm going to learn how to change my own fucking oil, right? Because you're going to get tired of either the cost or or whatever the, the, the situation calls for. You're going to get fed up. And then they need these people need to find something that gets them fed up and say, you know what? I'm tired of, of being this condition. I'm tired of being this weight, feeling this sluggish, you know, uh, tired of riding around mire and people looking at me riding this fucking slow ass little scooter well i don't think they seem to realize is they're putting themselves in that position you know without that aha moment or some people even do have that aha moment but then they don't actually you know take it for what it is you know not realizing that okay because of your action right because you maybe neglect the help that was offered you if it was off you, because I'm not saying it always is, you know, that you're going to end up costing your family hospital bills, costing your family time with you, costing your kids possibly walking you down the goddamn aisle to see your fucking daughter graduate or, or, um, I'm sorry, Mary, not graduate. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it, it's things like that, that I don't think people really take into consideration in the bigger picture. And this is why I get so irritated when guys are so afraid you know, call out their women who aren't taking care of themselves because they're so afraid of calling a woman overweight or calling a woman fat. No, motherfucker, if you're not taking care of yourself, I'm going to fucking call you out. It's not that I'm going to be rude and be like, oh, no, you're getting a little fat. It's like, no, honey, come to the gym with me. Start eating healthier with me. And then she throws a feeling, oh, you think I'm fat? Like Like every other woman that I've experienced, at least. I don't know about, you know, everyone else. But all the women that I've experienced, at least, of being like, oh, you're calling me fat. You don't like my body. This, that. No, motherfucker. I care about your health and well-being. If I'm sitting here and I'm going to the gym and I'm eating my protein and I'm doing my thing every fucking day and you're not, I'm going to be 50 with a six-pack. You're going to be 50 damn near six feet under. I want you to live with me and enjoy this fucking life. I want you to be able to run on the beach with our fucking kids. And not have to sit your fucking fat ass on the goddamn towel while I play frisbee with the fucking kids because you chose not to take care of yourself. I'm doing this because I care enough about you to want you to take care of yourself. If you're not going to care about you, I will fucking care about you. And that's a stereotype that I think we really need to fucking break in America. Stop being afraid to get your fucking feelings hurt and take care of your goddamn self or you hurt others around you that didn't deserve to get fucking hurt. So... You got those kids who kind of push back whenever you say something to them, and it goes into adulthood. We know this. Um, the the problem that we will face with this is that the way it's presented automatically puts somebody in a defensive stance. It takes away the ability to take in, digest, and understand the information that you're putting out there because you're putting your message out there in a way that puts them in an automatic defensive stance. So... so- we need to make sure that our statements are matching the outcome that we're expecting to get. Right, right. And I 100% agree with you. It is, especially when, you know, you're dealing with an op, uh, a partner that might be more emotional or, you know, might be more sensitive to the verbiage that you might use. And you have to go about it very carefully. I'm going to use the verbiage that you used, you know, I think one or two podcasts ago, Chaz. I'm not fucking responsible for your feelings. If you get offended, that is not my goddamn issue. That is your own fucking problem. Granted. You were my partner. I will say it as respect, respectfully and as loving as I possibly can to get, come across that. I'm not saying this because I'm degrading you. I'm saying this because I care about you. But if no matter how I say it, either way, if you still choose to see it and twist it into some other way, that is not my fucking problem. That is your fault that you got fucking offended. And I don't know what else to fucking tell you. You didn't think I was going to pull that one, did you? I, I can't argue with myself. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying, though. No matter how kind or respectful that you may put it, if they still choose to twist the words around to be like, nope, you're calling me fat, 
or you don't like my body or whatever. At that point, you, what do you want me to say? I think, honestly, um, if your approach is, hey, I want to make sure we have a long life together, then that needs to be the discussion, not, hey, you're fucking fat. We need to do something to fix that. No, I, I kid you not. This is a conversation that I, I have had in the past before to be like, I want you to take care of yourself. You know, I start going to the gym with me. You know, I want to be able to get into this with you. Because um, they had brought up, oh, my man or my future husband is going to love me for me and make me feel beautiful and special. And I look, I fucking told her, I'm like, listen, yes, your man is going to love you, make you feel beautiful. That does not mean your man is also going to accept you not taking care of yourself. If a man truly loves you, he's going to want you to take care of yourself and he's going to want the absolute fucking best for you. A man that's just going to let you do whatever the fuck you want to do and continue to basically degrade, disrespect, and destroy your fucking body does not give a fucking fuck about you. He's not wrong. I want my wife to be there for my kids when they fucking grow up. Have pillow fights, nerf wars, beat the shit out of each other in a loving, respectful way. I don't, with fucking balloon hand, Hulk hands. What I, you know what I mean? Be fucking active together. Go on hikes. Go camping. Go something. I sit on the fucking couch eating goddamn Pizza Hut, watching goddamn Netflix. So I, I still think this is. I, st- I still think this is more about your preference of what you're expecting out of life. You know, because each of us have a different want, you know, a, di- a different angle. Um, for me... Okay. You're absolutely right. If you're absolutely content with sitting with your partner, doing absolute jack shit with your life, watching TV while your kids do the exact same thing, fantastic, more power to you. But I'm sorry, that is not a very good lineage. And no fucking solid man should ever want his family and his lineage to basically crumble to a fucking fall and just be known for sitting on the fucking couch and not accomplishing bullshit. I, again, it's it's all about what you're wanting out of life. Uh, if so, somebody's always going to find a woman's always going to find somebody to match her energy, no matter what shape she's in. So if that person's not who you're looking for, then obviously it's time to move on. Um, See, I, I, feel, I feel like you can't even see it anymore, especially with the one, the rate of divorce, the amount of people that are just settling, the amount of push of, you know, women are not, not get married. I don't need no fucking man pushing into the workforce, education, career, to the point where the more money they make, the less men that are going to be even acceptable in their eyes to even be partners. A lot of times, if they even get married, it's going to be selling. It's not because they fucking match their energy. It's just because, oh, shit, you're the best I can fucking get, and you're just fucking there, so we're just going to do this shit, have a kid, and get divorced, and see what fucking happens. That That's a bigger issue, where people go into something expecting to get more out of it without accepting where the starting point was. Oh, welcome to America, Chaz. How you doing? <laughs> I can't say I know a single person that's like, I would love to be fat and obese. You know, nobody's ever really said that they want to be in that condition. Everyone's always wanting to improve. And if you're not looking to improve your life, what are, what are you doing? You're staying stagnant. You're not going to, I don't know, I feel like you should always want more. More for your, your physical being, your, your, your health, your wealth. You know, you should always be looking to upgrade your life in some way. See, that, that goes into a much bigger issue because, yes, that should be how it is. But what happens is, you know, we work, we get to this point, right? We get our, we get into our marriage, we have our kids, we have the house, and then we just get caught in the rat race hamster wheel of like, okay, go to work, sleep, take care of the kids, eventually have a night out with the boys, maybe then get yelled at by the wife, fight, and then make up, and then uh, it gets... It's a fucking cycle that keeps going. And then oftentimes, because you're pouring so much into other people and so much into everything else, you end up losing track of that self-growth. And because you're being a role model or a leader, you end up being an example to your partner and to your kids. So they take up that example and the kids take up that example. And next thing you know, it is just this big cause and effect bullshit that happens all because you lost sight of what the fuck you were really doing. And I'm sure, when, I'm sure when these people get, you know, in those states of being the bigger, you know, unhealthy bigger, when they get there, you know, I'm sure that they still want for more and they still want to progress, 
but they feel like it's not a possibility and they start beating themselves out of the possibilities of being better. So here's the thing, here's the thing too. Yes, there, there are some people that are like that, but I've met a number of people that one love the fact that they're big, especially with the big push of, you know, the plus size models and, you know, fake and curvy and how that's all in now. That's actually a wanted, desired fucking look now. And a lot of people, too, don't realize that they are overweight and they have no fucking clue. They think that is fucking normal. They think that having a belly hanging over so you don't see your goddamn nuts, they're fine. Not realizing that that is not normal, right? So I think a bigger problem is the fact that it's either being pushed to where they fucking like that shit or they, you know, have been so fucking pushed against that goddamn agenda to where they think they like that shit or they think that, nope, this is just normal. I'm an average male human being. No motherfucker, you should be able to see your dick, stiff dick fucking standing up at salute, ready to fuck three bitches. And I say bitches by not respecting women because we respect women everywhere and on this podcast. And I mean that with all the respect in the world. Like, stand up, ready to fucking go. That's how fucking guys should be. Just fucking... (laughs) Whose dick are we sniffing? Me. (laughs) Me. That's always me. (laughs) I saw Jay's mic light up, but it looks like he's not talking... It's okay. It's probably gotten intimidated by my cock. <laughs> I don't know either. Are we uh, are we measuring cocks now? No, we are not going that route. That's We're, a good, that's a different podcast. That was, I think, two or three podcasts. Okay, good. That was the thing. It was called "All Roads Lead to JP's Rooster." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> somehow some way that conversation always rounded about right back to my dick and i was just like why because you bring it there no i didn't bring it up half the fucking time i still believe you all right you saw like my ex <laughs> really she didn't <laughs> oh something new for you oh for, all right, i should probably stop before this ends up turning into slander <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I think for full, you know, taking this, <laughs> bringing this shit full circle, the the state of Western culture is getting so heavily, you know, ingrained to the point where being unhealthy or overweight or even the point where you're morbid, morbid obese is either normal, you know, that's just, it is what it is, can't be anything done about it. Not realizing that all the information's there, all the help is there. It's just no one can fucking do the work for you. Like I said before, I will only sympathize so much to an extent in the point where it's like, okay, I cannot, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't fucking make a drink. No one can do the work for you. Just like I post, you know, the videos and the podcast and I offer my coaching and all that stuff. I put all that stuff out there. I just need you to fucking grab the bait and then we'll fucking go from there. But no one can fucking do that work for you. Right. And if this society continues to go down the path that it's on, we'll end up all being like that goddamn fucking Wally movie, sitting on our floating chairs, staying at a goddamn screen, not knowing a single fucking thing that's going on between us. So something needs to fucking happen. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting up there like goddamn Green Arrow on the top of the tree, fucking snapping out people that are rolling down a goddamn hill. <sighs> anyway, to wrap things up. And a nice pretty little bow on fucking fat ass Santa Claus, because that's who we all goddamn idolize on Christmas, even though it's a, supposed to be for Jesus, even though that's not even the right fucking holiday for Jesus. Everything's all sorts of fucked up with Western culture being lied to and slated and all that other bullshit. Thank you so much for listening or watching the Uncrowned King podcast. You already know who the fuck I am. You know all my shit. It's JP Motivation 777, you fucking assholes. I want to thank my team and everyone else fucking listening to this live, and I'm so sorry that you had to hear this, and if you're listening to the last recording, I'm not sorry at all, because you chose to go through all this bullshit, and I want to thank my buddy Mike for finally hopping on, you'll probably see him a lot more Rob, but he's a great fucking dude, a lot of weird-ass mindsets, and he's got a small penis, but we're going to talk about that all that later. If you want to check out anything else to support the show, 
first link it will probably be in the bio, but it's jbmotivation.com. Along with my coaching and staying without me slash jbmotivation on my other bullshit. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate. I don't give a flying fuck as long as you say my cock's nice. We're all gonna have a fight. nice fucking day. Till then, take care, stay positive, stay motivated, and as always, stay on crowd, you sexy motherfuckers. Ura. All right. Whew. Are we done recording? I, I don't know if Shame is there to turn it off, but... What do you mean he left? <laughs> Just tell him to trim it. He's at a family event. I don't fucking give a shit. This is more important. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case scenario, I'll tell him that we just finished uh, recording and uh, trim it. Good shit. Well, good job, guys. That was, that was a good fucking talk. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it all turned out well. You had, a lot of, you had a lot of people watching. You were up to like 11 people watching today. Oh, nice. That's better than what we have been doing. So we're starting to get back out to usual or better numbers. I think if we start doing these every Sunday like we're supposed to, then uh, you'll get better participation. Good shit. That's what I like to see. And I'm sober up now, so we're good now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want whores. Who doesn't? I got to show my small cock. Oh. Can you I get you got that saying about leading horses to water? Yeah. What if you're leading a whore to dicks? You can't make them suck. But they'll hop on it every time. Amen, brother. <laughs> God bless America. What the fuck is this conversation becoming? <laughs> oh, shit. When we, if we ever get that Patreon up and running, we're going to have to just do like a half an hour shit. Oh. All right, guys. You guys got anything left for me? Nope.